Well, hello, EKN Nation. Rob Howden here for a new edition of our Face to Face. In fact, one of our new EKN Prime Time shows. It is 8 p.m. Wednesday, March the 8th. And uh, again, getting ready to roll into a month of March that will be kind of dominated by action uh, in the in the uh, state of Florida. Otherwise, lots of grace and get ready to line up throughout the year through March, West Coast. Uh, then, of course, April, May, things starting to kind of work their way up towards the, the northern climbs where things will get going, of course, up in the Indiana area and, and up through to Michigan, Wisconsin. Eventually, maybe even in Canada, we'll get things uh, rolling up here. <laughs> uh, David Cole alongside me, Dave. We've got a great face-to-face lined up here today because one of the stories that we've seen happen over the last couple of years is the resurgence and the rebuilding of the Rotax Max program here in the U.S. And uh, again, we'll have Justin Stefani joining us today. But again, that's a program uh, that has been around for a long time in this country, a couple of decades. It's had some ebbs and flows, but it seems to be most definitely on an up- upward turn. Yeah, and as we were talking uh, before the show started, it, it has helped to launch a lot of professional drivers' yeah. careers. There was a long period of time where you would see these kids racing mini-max and eventually work their way up into the senior ranks. And now, you know, drivers like Oliver Askew, Kyle Kirkwood, Lance Stroll, uh, many others that Devil have, and DeFrancesco. Uh, Devil and DeFrancesco. Logan yeah, Sargent. Have, yes, Logan Sargent as well, too. Yeah. And many more, too. Yeah. Many, many drivers that have done the Road to Indy and now the USF Pro Championships as well. Uh, IMSA drivers. Uh, maybe maybe a couple NASCAR drivers. Ricky Taylor. Uh, you know, he's going to be. Mark Miller. Jordan Taylor. Mark, <laughs> Mark, yeah, Mark Miller. Miller. Master like, champion. Yeah. Cascar, Cascar guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of different. Uh, again, it's it has a great base and uh, and obviously can take you from from the cadet level all the way up to the master and and it's a great club program, but it's also a great program around the world. Yeah, it's it's again, it's that global uh, program that is uh, that gets run every year. Obviously, the big race of the year is, of course, the Rotex Grand Finals, the Olympics of karting, if you will, where so many uh, nations meet uh, each year. Drivers earning tickets and qualifying for their national team. One of the really cool things about global karting, for sure. But yeah, again, you go back to the Florida Winter Tour days. Uh, Rotex was big. It was the challenge at America's base at one point. There was a time when Rotax racing was that massive kind of foundation grassroots level of racing. Everybody came to the grand nationals every year as well to try to get tickets. It was a program that was massive. Now they had some issues. It fell on, it fell into harder times, tougher times. Uh, and then of course we saw the rise of the IAMI power plant. We saw uh, the influx then of the vortex and the rock cup program. But as I said, uh, through race Rotax and the good folks at the J3 competition, the Rotax program, David, most definitely on the way back up, They've been building an East Coast and a West Coast series. There's the U.S. Trophy Final that we got a chance to go to last year. For for really all told, man, there's just a lot of positivity happening right now with Rotex. Yeah, they've gotten that that hold at the foundation and slowly have built itself up. And and again, that 2023 is going to be another year of growth, another year of expansion. You know, adding new service centers adding clubs to the program yeah. and then growing at those big events with the East program and the West program, having uh, more competitors. And of course the U S trophy final will probably be, uh, you know, triple digits in terms of drivers there probably this year. I think so too. Uh, so of course this is a live show. It's interactive. If you're uh, tuning right now in on uh, YouTube or Facebook, uh, feel free to ask questions, throw them in the comments. They pop up in front of us here and we're able to potentially bring them into the show. So we'd love to hear any questions you may have for our guest who we'll bring in right now. Justin Stefani from J3 uh, Competition. Justin, thank you so much for joining us out in Arizona. It's sunlight there still, a little darker here, uh, but thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So uh, let's let's just dive into this thing uh, because really this is an opportunity for you and, and to, to talk about it, us to ask questions, others as well, uh, about kind of the layout, right? The foundation of the Race Rotax program now here in the U.S. with the Trophy Series West Series, the Trophy Series East, all leading up, of course, to the trophy, uh, the U.S. Trophy Final, rather, at Newcastle uh, in September. Um, I know you guys built the program last year, but you've been fine-tuning it, right? You've been dialing a couple of things in, made some changes here for 2023. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, a couple, I think one of the cornerstone stones with Rotax is, right, everybody knows the longevity of the engine, um, the power of the engine per category. And then as you hit on it, the big thing is the grand finals, right? you can't really talk about the brand without talking about, okay, well, how does this link up to the grand finals? And um, so those, you know, that's an event obviously that you have to earn. You can't pay for an entry for. So um, as Rotax has grown, as as you talked about in the, you know, earlier years, you know, we would, 
you know, America would have multiple events, right, where you could hand out grand finals tickets. But because of the global dominance and growth of it, there's only so many tickets to go around. So for us, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, we only have two sets of tickets, right? And we have an entire country here to manage. So it's important to have, you know, one sort of marquee race, um, which we do at the trophy final, and we feel for the growth and for getting, you know, newcomers in as well as bringing some people from abroad to spice up the event. You know, we leave one set of tickets open. So that only leaves us with one set of tickets to cover East and West. You know, it's not like we can run a West series and hand out a ticket in East, uh, you know, some of these things that were done in the past. So um, last year we onboarded with an East and a West program where, you know, they were their own individual series. You took your points from those chat, either the East or the West championships, brought that to the final race. And whoever had the most points, East or West driver, then got that what we would call a reserve ticket. Um, it worked pretty well last year. This year, what we did is we, we just kind of spiced it up a little bit um, to where you won't bring in the points from the East or West. If you participate in the East or West, that just makes you a qualified driver. Thus, when you come to that race in Newcastle, it's, it's sort of a winner's take all race for that reserve ticket. So, you know, maybe if you had a bad race on the East or the West or something happened or you didn't quite have your road Rotax program dialed up, um, you still have the rest of the year, you still get to show up um, and compete. And, you know, we've seen that at, you know, back in the day at other, um, you know, national sanctioning bodies, you know, there was always that one off at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and so we're kind of getting back to that. And, and I think that underscores your comment about fine tuning the program, right? The best we can with, with our ticket limitations. So let, let's have a look at it then. So the Trophy Series West, Trophy Series East, uh, first couple of rounds of the Trophy Series, U.S. Trophy Series West, uh, just a couple of weeks away, actually, uh, at the PKRA track in Phoenix. David, you were just there for an event. And then middle of March at Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson. So it's, a, it's an Arizona-focused West Coast program. Two really good facilities, obviously, as we know, two of the best tracks, racetracks on the West Coast as well. So that'll get things kicked off. Any uh, other information potentially about the West program you want to drop in here? Yeah, so I'll jump in. I saw David. So Muscleman race is in is middle of May. This one is is in two weeks, March at PKRA. So so you're good there. Um, yeah, no. So you know PKRA, obviously both facilities in the Southwest, I think are really the premier facilities that are 100% dedicated to competition karting, right? Which makes that really unique. That's true. Weather should be great. Um, you know, everything's on racerotex.com's webpage. You can go to the trophy series. You know, click on West. Find all the pertinent information you need from schedules to to the awards. Um, I think the one thing that's pretty cool um, that we'll do this year that we did last year is um, one day we run the tracks counterclockwise and one day we run the tracks clockwise. And I think for a regional program like this is, I think that creates a lot more excitement. You know, you don't get the stagnation of, you know, well, after the first day, so-and-so's quick. They got the track figured out. Um, you know, then, you know, we're able to kind of flip that switch and we go the other way on the second day, which kind of really adds a lot more excitement. And I think for the regional focus, you know, keeps keeps the parity actually there. You know, so on our Friday practice, we do we do split Friday, you know, All right. half, the, half the day is, is clockwise. The other half the day is counterclockwise. So, it, it you know, and a lot of these facilities run multiple configurations, but a lot of them you know, it just throws it off. So if you show up on a Thursday or a Friday, you know, I feel, you know, from our side at J3 and race Rotex, it, it enables more parity. Right. And, and again, keeps it, keeps it a little fun for the competitors. So um, we'll continue with that. Um, we have a few other, you know, nice programs happening, prize packages, things like that. But again, it, it's, it's kind of the kickoff of the journey to our apex of the year, which is the trophy final. And then from there, hopefully, um, you know, we're going to award, um, you know, 12 drivers that are going to head over to the Middle East and, you know, represent the United States. So it, it's fun and we're excited to get kicked off next week at, at the first two rounds. So then we go to the West Coast and I don't think you ran the th down three venues. I think last year down to two venues this year, another two double headers, uh, June 16th, 17th, 18th at, uh, at Pit Race, Pittsburgh International Race Complex. And mm -hmm. then August 11th, 12th, 13th, New Jersey Motorsports Park. So uh, different facilities potentially this year, this year from last year. What's is there a reasoning behind that, or 
what kind of uh, what kind of details you want to kind of offer about the East racing? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think you you got to look at the economic factors and everything that's happening in the sport, and what we're trying to do foundationally with the Rotax program is build the club racing, build regional racing, which I feel there's a massive pocket in the United States for that right now. So we we decided two weekends on on both coasts are are suitable um, double headers. That's going to allow people to obviously maintain budget. It's going to cast a little bit larger net, I think, over getting people, maybe not so much at those races, but getting them intrigued in the club programs with the product. Um, and then for the East, um, going with two races, we had three fantastic partners over the last three years. You know, we went to OVRP, um, managed by Tim Hannon, you know, just absolute phenomenal iconically ran facility um, we're at united karting in, in dc with devin edwards and, and they do a fantastic job there and then you know we were up um northern uh new york up by syracuse at tony and tina goddard's facility at lafayette and it was phenomenal um and and i think the the move was when we knew we were going to go two races part of it was you know you always feel like those were you know our three main guys right and you're like okay i don't feel kind of right a leaving one of them out that doesn't feel correct um it's like having three uh, kids <laughs> yeah right I, I mean you just you know one of them's getting fed one of them's not right so um you know that, that was a portion of it but we got a lot of feedback with going back to newcastle for that final race Obviously, everybody knows Newcastle is a big track, iconic long straightaways. It races so much different than our core club tracks do in the country, which we still need to support. Um, so they said, hey, I want to be more prepared when I come to Newcastle. A lot of the guys, they've, they've never seen a track like that. So obviously with, with New Jersey, which we've been there um, the year or a couple of years prior, um, you know, and then with Pitt, um, obviously with, with what they've done with the resurgence there. And that's obviously a couple hours from, from our shop. Um, it just kind of worked where we thought there were two kind of fairly premier facilities, if you will, that kind of embodied a little bit more of a transition for when these people want to compete at Newcastle. So again, and it's two weekends, right? So it allows them still to compete heavily at any whatever club track they're at, OVRP or United Karting or whatever. So we thought it was a really good sort of journey to be able to um, get everybody prepared so so they're ready for that that U.S. Trophy final event in September. Ahead of the season getting started, uh, Justin, uh, based on numbers, are you, have you talked to uh, some people? Are you expecting maybe some more uh, shops to come in, some more teams to come in? Uh, what are your numbers looking like for the, the opening round at Phoenix? Are we going to see some, some growth here in 2023? Yeah, I, I I don't honestly see probably a massive growth per se in the West and or East series. I do see growth, but what we've really seen is is a larger growth in sales and a larger growth of people that own the engines that are competing at the club. Okay. Um, what I what I will say that we'll see and David hit on this is we'll definitely be in the hundred plus ish range when we get to the the final. We'll see a couple of the you know air quote bigger teams, if you will. Not that that's our major goal, but we're going to see a lot of people that are just now kind of getting in getting the engines they don't quite feel like that they're maybe ready for to compete at, at a trophy east or west series right even though they're very regional based um but they want to get it now they want to be prepared to be able to come to the newcastle race and we'll even see that with a lot of the, the people that compete in our, our local uh, road tax categories at pkra you know we'll probably have 20 people that 15 to 20 people that won't show up to the race just because, you know, they, they've had the package <clears> for six months, right. And they're still getting comfortable with it. Um, and we've seen this over the years with everything, right. Um, even if it's a regional program, if it comes to town, you get some of the local guys like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for it, even though, you know, they are, but, um, so no, we, we look for it for it to be a continual growth. Um, and we look for the final to be a, another level up from, from where we were last year. So, um, yeah, it's all, it's all exciting on this side. Let's talk about that final. It was, uh, you know, the way the schedule was, you guys did a good job trying to find a time. We ended up going like the middle of October. And thankfully, we had a really great weekend in Indiana in the middle of October. You've moved it up a month. It's actually September 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. Still at Newcastle Motorsports Park, but into the middle of September, weather's going to probably be even better. And there was a kind of a bit of a gap there to be able to have that event, which is great. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, working with Mike Adams was was phenomenal, as you know, you guys know, in the facility there. And um, Mike, you know, pulled his his notepad out and said, you know, here's my dates. And and it was cool because we were able to actually book it when we were at the race. We had no conflicts. Obviously, last year, 
we had unfortunately had a conflict plus then we had another series put their race on the week after ours so then you know so um it's just an accordion effect right mm. so right now we, we look solid so you know we, we kind of had a year notice right on that event um and i think the weather should be better i think that timing's better um i think when you kind of get into october people are already switching gears towards the reality of, you know, what does the Vegas kind of shenanigans look like? And that's where their focus and budget and, and, and um, headspace is at, which is fine. Um, you know, big races for North America, arguably the world, right? Some of the biggest. So I think it gets us out of that gap, um, lets people sort of have a, a little bit more managed year. Um, and then obviously with uh, the grand finals being in Bahrain this year, we were there two years ago. Um, you know, that's a long haul. Um, so a lot of people, you know, might be apprehensive on that, even though it's, it's an easy flight, it's a phenomenal country, um, very easy to get around in. Um, but it just gives people another window, right. To, to book flights, to get reservations true. and then also to be prepared, um, for that. I don't want to say once in a lifetime opportunity because I, you know, people go repetitively and I hope, um, people like, that Der like Derek Wang. Week, <laughs> yeah. Derek, it's once in a lifetime you know, yeah. he's like a cat, nine, cat, nine lunch, right? Um, he's got, I he think he's have, got 11. He might have 10, he might have 10 this year. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah so I, I think it's good, right? And then that allows us obviously then to kind of just, just plan and, and slowly manage what we have going, going into to 2024. So it, it just works out really well, I think, for, for us. And I think it works out well for all of the shops and teams and competitors in the country as well. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. There is no other brand in karting more recognized across the globe than Rotax. Race Rotax is proud to provide the platform for Rotaxians to compete across the United States. From the grassroots level all the way to the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final. The road to Bahrain begins with the U.S. Trophy Series West and East programs. The West kicks off with the opening two rounds at the PKRA facility in Arizona this March and wraps up at the Musselman Honda Circuit in Tucson on May 12th, 13th, and 14th. The East Series begins on June 16th to 18th at Pit Race and is followed by an event at New Jersey Motorsports Park on August 11th to 13th. The road to Bahrain continues with the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final which is scheduled for September 15th to 17th at the famed Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. Tickets to the 2023 Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals in Bahrain on December 2nd and 9th will be presented that weekend, providing racers with the opportunity to compete at the Olympics of karting. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about each trophy series program and the trophy final event. Race Rotax, an experience like no other. The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is Race Lab. The full-service karting operation is located at the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from Kid Kart to Shifter Kart. Villeneuve Racing Carts is their flagship product available only through Race Lab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TV Cart. Cartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TV Cart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports all beginning at Cartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TB Cart and Villeneuve Racing Carts. Race Lab, race with us, win with us. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. You know, we've talked yeah, about, go Dave, what do you got? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, it's kind of very similar to, you got to build that foundation for that U.S. trophy final. 
you know, finding a right date is a key element. And then kind of hopefully this will be cemented in as you can on. And then, as you said, you know, the club guys who who are looking to put a big race on their calendar every year, this could be that event and they'll go off to the West program or they'll go off to the East to at least get that feel for that. And then maybe go to the trophy final just to kind of, again, everybody wants that one big race on the year, you know, road racers, it's like say Daytona or, you know, dirt, dirt racers. It could be, you know, uh, Tulsa or something like that. But I, I think, I think it's great to see kind of that foundation getting built uh, with the event, but a, a, the date is obviously a key element to that. Yeah. I, I, it's like everything, you know, you have, you, you have to have sort of the apex, right. Which is the trophy final and then build a, build a sensible journey um, for the competitors. Right. And, and, you know, we know how big the sport of karting is and sometimes it, it sort of gets shoehorned and, you know, two or 3% of our actual sport dictates, you know, the other 97% of it. And it's really one of the major problems that we have is um, from a perception standpoint, people aren't looking at our sport as it is. They're looking at it through these, you know, these other tinted glasses. And and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just think it's, it's the reality of where we're at. So for us, it's cool to have something that we say is as sustainable as possible in motorsports. There's nothing cheap in motorsports, but at least we have a journey that makes sense. It's attainable. And then as you follow this journey and you get to the apex, if you're successful at that, in my mind, and and I've been to all of them around the world, um, you know, I think it's genuinely the best race. And and if you are able to get to that race and you're able to be successful, if you look at some of the drivers that have made it there and been successful, they um, they end up making careers out of the sport. Um, We have one that works here full time with us and. uh, just absolutely phenomenal. But I mean, that's, he won that race in 2013 in NOLA and that cemented him into a career in in the sport. So it's, it's a real thing that doesn't require mom and dad to have to have a, you know, mid six figure budget to, to do it. And and that's just the reality of it. Right. One of the cool things too, and we talked about this a little bit, you know, there's the regional programs that the Trophy Series West, the Trophy Series East, uh, but even with just having the USS, U.S. Trophy Final, you've talked a lot, especially when we had you on earlier, uh, Justin, talking about the fact that you brought in the Race Rotex program with J3, was the fact that you were focused on building the grassroots level, the foundation level, right? That was the initial edict of the Rotex program. It was going to be a club-level racing engine that you took to service centers. Now, you have a couple of new service centers we can talk about, Ohio Kart Parts and Race Factory getting signed up. You've announced them recently. The more service centers you have around – you're serving those clubs that run a tag program or a pure road tax program. It feels to me you continue to push on on developing that you know that that grassroots foundation uh, that that can feed your trophy series and of course the U.S. Uh, final as well. That's so far away, so far removed from the top five percent you're talking sure. about those national sure. level programs where we uh, EKN as well put a lot of focus on you know covering. Sure. sure, yeah, and I and I think with road tax it, it's it's so unique because. From, from my standpoint, and, and I think it's the only brand that cascades from grassroots all the way to high-end international racing. And when you go to that grand finals, like that's, that's the cream of the crop, right, of drivers around the globe. And so I think that that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't quite get because most products are either geared towards high-end professional racing or they're geared for grassroots racing or maybe they're somewhere in between, Right where this product line doesn't change from, um, you know, mini max from grassroots, mini max or junior max or senior max all the way to the high end, the engine package in the program stays consistent. It's just, you really go up this real Rotax racing pyramid. And, and I think for me, that's awesome. And, and you, you know, you mentioned Ohio car parts and, and race factory, right. Um, you know, Ohio car parts, owned by you know chris mccrone there in um, the cleveland area they just made an announcement um, a new facility that's going to be built in cleveland a lot of excitement there um in in race liberante who heads up the race factory mpg program you know they're all over the country they're they're a top-notch program they're um relocating i think to whiteland i, I believe big shop at whiteland yep. so you know th- those are are key people that understand the sport, right? They understand what the new people that come in and, and it's the first time they're spinning the turnstile under the door of the cart shop, 
what do I get in? And, and I always view it as it's, you know, karting's a ride, you know, you want to ride the ride. You don't want to be working on the ride all the time. And I just, you know, the Rotax package is just that, you know, you hit the button, the battery's charged up off the trickle charger that they provide in the kit and you get to go out and make as many laps as you can, right? We're talking 80 hours, a hundred hours on an engine platform. Now, as they get in the sport, they may, you know, sort of, obviously go down a different path, go, you know, race a different series or whatever, which, you know, there's no problem with that because the more people that we're bringing into the sport, the more it makes it healthier. But I think we definitely have a phenomenal product and, and it serves a, a significant purpose and just to be able to have that product for what it is. But again, uh, not just to keep underscoring it, but it has a journey from grassroots to becoming a professional in this sport. Um, it's just an exciting program to be part of, to be honest. Can you step back uh, or give us maybe a 30,000 foot view of the kind of journey? You mentioned journey, but how about the journey of race Rotax? It's when you guys decided that you were going to make a move and, and pick up this, this brand that hadn't really had no place at that point in, uh, in the U S to where you are right now. Obviously it's been a pretty great journey for you guys. You've been building slowly. And I know you've had a focus on, on taking this, the right steps at the right time, not over, not overshooting anything in each year. It's been a kind of a, uh, a methodical kind of step. Can you, can you give us your thoughts maybe on a, uh, the overall run through the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been interesting. Right. And then obviously we had the, the COVID hiccup in between it. Right. So we, we've had sort of everything thrown at us, you know, that you could have thrown at you. Right. Um, especially, you know, in a market that, that's, you know, probably controlled predominantly by one brand. Um, so, no, I, I give a lot of kudos to, to Rotax, um, you know, Stefan Gruber and, 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 and Helmut and some of the people there. But I give a tremendous amount, obviously, to, to my business partners, Jim and John Giacomelli. You know, I, I think um, just a tip of the hat, I guess, not sounding too arrogant, but, but I struggle to find um, somebody in the United States that would have had um, the backbone to stick to this program and fundamentally do what we've done, which is build something from ashes. Um, we're nowhere where we want it to be or where it needs to be or deserves to be, but obviously everybody knows where the program was when we took it over and where it's at now. And, and it has a pulse and, and, it, and it's breathing and it's growing. And, and I think that's all you can really ask for. So we're tremendously happy with that. And I, and I think that's just kind of indicative of, um, not that we're the best or any of that, but if you look at some of the other projects we've done, um, kind of been told we've been crazier more than once. And then, um, what is it, uh, you know, whatever that is, you know, if somebody copies you flattery or whatever is the most form of flattery, you know? So I, I think we, we've set the trend. We've done a lot of things over the years. Um, but one thing that we've done is, is we've looked at the value and then once we've seen the value in it, then we put the work behind it and continue to put the work behind it. And, and the Rotax things, the same thing. We're going to continue to put the work behind it one step at a time. Um, and, and yeah, so it's um, it's been a journey. It's been tough. I'm, I'm not saying behind closed doors. Sometimes you're not like, holy cow, um, <laughs> what, what do we do? Um, you know, you know, in this game and no different than you guys, you know, 60, 50, whatever our work weeks are normal. But yeah, you know, sometimes when you're, you're on, you know, 30, 40 days in a row at, at you know, 12 hours a day. Um, but that's, that's what drives you. Um, I struggle to think of anything else I'd rather do. Right. And, yep. and now it's everybody that works in our company, you know, we all have that, Oh, well, what about this road less traveled or whatever? And we're definitely on the right path. Um, and like I said, the product's good. Um, and it's exciting and knowing how much work that we, we put in over those last four years to get to where we're at and, and to where we're going to go is, um, yeah, it's good. So no you complaints. Know, you, you mentioned bringing new people into the sport. I want to go with this because it was very interesting. So, well, as I was preparing for the, uh, the Super Nationals, my run last November, uh, I decided to go down to the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, right? I spent a day with Alan, something I wanted to do anyways, but I wanted to see where I was and see if he could fine tune me a little bit, learning a new track very quickly. I'd never driven that track before. So that was kind of part of my, my idea. But uh, for the first time in 20 years, I raced a road tire. I driven, drove a road tax. I drove one, I think, back yeah. in. I want to say 2002 or 2003, something like that in the Florida winter tour. Uh, but I had a chance to drive it. And, and again, like you said, push the button and away you go. And, and we had, you know, we had, I had a great time driving the engine. It's a fantastic engine and a fantastic 
school engine as well. And here's where I'm kind of transitioning here is that really cool news came out recently that you guys are working together with Ryan Norberg and his Norberg Racing Academy to have Rotax be the, the engine for his school, which I thought was uh, a really yeah. great move for you guys. Yeah, no, it was um, Ryan reached out. I want to say it was maybe end of end of last year um in in you know so i called him up and you know obviously we've been um last year we started um the competition university out here um in arizona which oliver hodgson runs and and that's you know we're probably 98 percent just throwing a number out because i don't want to say 100 um rotax um so we talked a little bit about it and, and kind of what he wanted to do and and obviously that was an easy really an easy fit you know David brought up some of these kids that, you know, have made it to open wheel um, and, and racing. And, you know, Ryan was really sort of kind of in that whole Rotax, you know, program when it was, when it was really good. And so, you know, he's where he's at now is, you know, his dedication to the sport and his craft. Right. And it started with Rotax and, and, and he's um, he's smart and he's clever and he's knowledgeable and uh, you know, he, he loved the package and he understands, you know, the longevity of it and and the way it can make you as a driver a better driver and all of those techniques so um for us to you know have two certified sort of schools you know his and then the one out here on both coasts i think it really just speaks volumes of the brand and it allows us to again to what you said rob people are getting into the sport sort of your um you know, Bill Gates, when everybody had uh, a PC when you were in, jun in junior <laughs> high elementary and you, you grow up and, you know, nobody bought an apple because, you know, in seventh, eighth, ninth grade, whatever it was, you know, you, you learned uh, Word, right? So, yep. so you went and bought a, a, a PC. So, um, yeah, anyways, it, it, it's really great. And, and like you said, people get in it and they can drive. And the best thing is the longevity and it starts and amongst a million other things. Um, you're able to do your schooling, right, and spend your time doing laps, not spending time saying, hey, we're going to go to the coffee bar and, and have a drink while the mechanic fixes something. And, <laughs> and I think that speaks volumes of, especially if you're getting people into the sport, right, you yep. come to drive and say, wow, that was fun. Where do I buy one of these? Um, as opposed to, wow, that was pretty fun when I was out there. Like, you know, I don't know if I have, you know, 15 hours a week to to maintain my a race car in my garage, right? Are so, we going to see any any other potential schools? Maybe is that something you're, you guys are looking at as well down the line? More, more. The, there, there's there's a couple um, potential inquiries that are sort of in the hopper, as yeah. you would say. But obviously, we're relatively selective, right? We want to be, and not saying there aren't, you know, other good people out there that can do driver training, but you want to make sure that it's really sort of encompassing the brand values of Rotax, because anytime you're taking a brand of that nature, right, and you're tagging it to somebody, there has to be a phenomenal amount of trust and there has to be a phenomenal sort of back end detail work to make sure that um, everything's represented correctly. So, yeah, I mean, there's a few options. Will it happen this year? I, I would struggle to say what happened before the end of the year, but, but there's definitely some more inquiries and some potential in that area. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Motor mounts, 
that keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today, all designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in zero, five, and eight degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The four cycle easy set system is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Odenthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new EasyGP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP EZGP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to odenthalracing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. What about, uh, let's go back to the Phoenix Club. Obviously, uh, you guys are based in Arizona now. You talked about Competition University being there with Oliver Hodgson. Uh, the club has become, you know, a, kind of a, a focused Rotax club. Is it, it's, is it a place where you're going to be able to potentially, I'm going to, I'll, 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 I'll segue to the Club Max program, but you can kind of try things out. You guys are doing something different there at Phoenix, right? Which we talked about before we came on air, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's been almost five years now um and so what we've done is we we base the competition side of our our business out here um our distribution side is still based in pennsylvania so with that phenomenal facility here at pkra um about 20 minutes from us um and we've onboarded the rotax program here which has really revitalized the two cycle racing market here in phoenix um for you know all the things that we had talked about um and one thing that we, we we've noticed and we've onboarded is our senior category out here where we don't actually use a senior engine we use a junior engine and, and there's some people that are locals that wish we use the senior and part of me wishes that we use the senior as well um the senior rotax engine is is a phenomenal piece with you know it's got the power valve it's about 30 horsepower um where our junior max package doesn't have the power valve it's about 24 horsepower right um so and you're looking at about 80 hours give or take maintenance on that and you know you know rob you did some racing this year and dave does a little bit um 24 horsepower in a cart that's 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 gonna give you a workout right is, so yeah, yeah. um I, I think um, a lot of people like that sort of horsepower range, right? It's it's relatively manageable. Um, you know, people can get in, do the laps. They're not having to be, you know, a, a full-time triathlete to be able to manage, you know, when you start getting up in the 30 horsepower, you really got to be ultra committed, if you will. Um, so that we've seen a lot of growth in. And then obviously with the longevity of the engine, you know, most people at the club are sending the engine back over the winter or one time throughout the year to get rebuilt and that's it. So then that's allowing them to not have to own two engines, right? They're able to make all the club races. They're able to buy their tires and pay services through the local shops, which then allows us to spin the turnstiles and starting to show up to the grid with, I think it was maybe two club races ago. We had, we had 15 or 16 in, in, in that senior category, which um, I think you would struggle to find a club in the United States um, where there's a 125 cc water cooled, you know, 24 horsepower sort of or more engine um, where they're out there and it's not a tune up for a national race club race. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, um, so it's exciting, um, and, and that's something that we've done, and, and we've got some interest from around the country and other areas um, because, it you know, it makes it 
really friendly for the teams and the shops and also the competitors when um, they can spend their time helping the competitors go faster or learn how to drive or whatever it is. Um, so it, it's worked really well so far for us out here. And um, yeah, so so it's it's been good for the club and it's been good for us. What what's the difference between the junior? Because again, we're not the technical sure. guys. We don't do sure. engines. What? Because isn't it just it's just a cylinder, isn't it? The difference yeah. between yeah, a junior so and senior. It, yeah, so and that's the one thing that you know. I guess you yeah, shouldn't assume everybody knows because there could be some listeners that won't. The the actual base of the engine from when you go from micro max all the way up to senior max is the same, right? Your wiring loom, all of these things. It's um. There's an upgrade kit, as we call it every step of the way you go where you can upgrade your existing engine. So when you go from a junior to a senior, um, it's an ECU and it's a cylinder upgrade kit. So, um, and you know, those are all SKUs. Um, so it's relatively easy um, for a competitor to upgrade if they want to, or, or go back and forth. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So we have downgrade kit, same thing. So you go senior to junior, right? Um, the cool thing is actually when you go from mini to junior, um, that's the smallest gap in what you need to do because it's the same cylinder it's the same squish so everything that you have to do to go from a mini to a junior is what we call outside the seal meaning if you have a sealed mini max engine let's say david for your son and you say hey we're going to junior next year you call up your favorite dealer or service center you buy the junior upgrade kit which is an exhaust and it's an ecu and those are all things that you bolt onto the cart in, in the exhaust flange, excuse me. Um, and you can do that all in your garage at your house. And now all of a sudden, you know, your son or your daughter's ready to go junior racing. So that's what's cool is when you get somebody that's like in that 10, 11 range, you're kind of like 10 all the way up to 15, right? You have one small change, right? Um, and you're able to, you know, not have to spend a ton of money for, for your kids. So, yeah, it works out really well. Yeah. Dave, you got anything else? No, I think that was it. Yeah, because again, uh, the, its simplicity is obviously a, a, an easy a, another thing as well too that we, we we're seeing now in this generation of carters because you know when we were younger it wasn't it was simple, but we all worked on our our on our own. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. simplicity kind of helps bring in the new people. They say, here yeah. you can do this on your own, or you can go to your service center. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, Absolutely. is there anything else maybe you had on your hit list that you wanted to bring up? Otherwise, I've got like a one final little bit to, to throw here. No, no, I, I I think we're good. And, you know, I think just to underscore what David said, you know, we live in a world now where 15, 20, 25 years ago, you worked eight hours a day, general people. Now I struggle to find somebody that works less than 10. So the, the amount of free time people have to be able to be part of a sport like this that is so intense in terms of general nightly week to week maintenance um it's tough so in order to keep the sport kind of going in the right direction the simplicity the easy use are, are really important selling features that we need to have to be able to sustain and, and grow our market share yeah so real quick we just got a hit on it because it was posted uh, as a question uh david dobbs dodson wants to ask when will we see electric rotax platform in america <laughs> there we go there we go um you know, they, they came out with a new program, um, the E10, which you guys probably saw. And um, the E20 is phenomenal, but it's kind of its own beast in a good way. The E10, I think, um, I'm hoping we see something over here, even if it's a demo um, when we're at the trophy final. Um, with that package, I think it resonates so heavily because that package fits on any standard cart and it's chain driven right 219 chain so i think when all of us that have been in the sport since we were kids we, we want to visually see something that makes sense and although it doesn't make sense from a powertrain standpoint to have a, a chain drive system where you lose a lot of power um it makes sense to us right at, at, as carters so um we got a lot of positive feedback on that people that were highly interested so so maybe Dave, if you're good and you're at the final, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll let you do a test drive in the E10. I'll, I'll start working out right now. <laughs> well, I know that yeah. it's so. Let me wrap up with this because I know that you guys they have the you know the electric carts, of course, in action at the at the grand finals, which will be in Bahrain this year. Uh, we talk all about the the grassroots level, what you guys have done to rebuild the you know the the Rotax program to the same again ideologies it had when it first came out to be this club engine that was easily serviced to go racing with and the, the grand nationals, but, uh, but Justin, you throw yourself 
and think back about going to some of these these grand finals. It's interesting, I think, you know, just emotionally for you guys. You guys go from being racist yourself. I got lots of pictures over here in the archive of you running a Margay back in the day or a Tony Carter. I pulled one, I pulled one out of you and Eric Jones. I think we were at uh, – I, I think it was Quincy. But yeah, you, yeah. how's it feel to be going to, to be taking a national team, which is essentially your national team for all intents and purposes, when you guys go to these big events? Everybody's decked out. You got the red, white, and blue on. They're racing for their country. And, you know, you're kind of the head of that. How, you just, I just want to kind of go on the personal level of this program as well. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 cool, right? I mean, it's, it's beyond that. It, it's really sort of, um, I guess, rewarding because, you know, you don't – I don't want to say – most people – you don't kind of choose to get in this business. It's something usually you're in it when you're a kid or your dad was in motorsports or maybe your mom, I don't know, and you, you grow a love for it. Um, and you have all these dreams and aspirations as a kid, and sometimes we don't have enough time to sit back and say, hey, I'm on a plane and there's – 12 people that are actually representing the country, the United States, albeit a small, small segment of sporting in the world, we're still doing it. So pretty honored. Um, we've had really great people over the last years. We've, we're, we've been doing it. And I think one of our sort of mandates this year is um, the guys around here hear me say it all the time, but, but it's time to elevate team USA this year. Um, and we're looking to go to Bahrain and, um, you know, I got a big challenge really to, to any American driver out there that is racing Rotax now or they're not racing Rotax right now. Um, it's just to take it serious and um, you should really think about coming to the U.S. final and um, showing what you have and being able to go across the pond on even even playing field and race against the best drivers in the world. Not make excuses, race against the best drivers in the world and represent your country and get the job done. And there's no reason I've, I've been to all the races here and we still support all the other platforms with our other verticals of business. I just saw Dave last week. Um, but there's no reason that when we're going to Bahrain, we're not taking the best drivers that have United States passports and we're not taking it to the British. We're not taking it to the Germans and everybody over there. And I think it's time that that people realize what's going on and, and let's um, let's elevate. And, you know, you're all invited to the U.S. Trophy Final. If you have any questions, contact me directly, J3 Competition. There's a phenomenal amount of race teams out there in this country that are professional. They all know Rotex. They're all good at it. They might not want to say it publicly, right? <laughs> um, so it's it's a great opportunity in September. And um, we, we want to be in Bahrain with, with the best of the best and um, represent this country like it needs to be represented on the world stage. Ten years ago, a U.S. winner, right? 2013 in NOLA? Yeah, I mean, you got... Manuel, Juan Manuel, Manuel Correa. Right? Um, you got all, uh, Oliver um, Askew there. You know, we, we got the photo of those guys with the American flag. Joey and Wimsett, the tattoos. Yep. I was going to say, don't forget Joey. Joey now. Wimsett. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joey Wimsett. There we go. There yep. we go. Um, yep. DD2, it's, it's always the unforgotten son sometimes, <laughs> right? Um, but, but some you of know, the best racing at the grand finals. I, without oh, a doubt. I mean, you know, there's, you know, every kid's watching Netflix and F1 and this and that. And, you know, Max Verstappen goes up or Lewis Hamilton and they play the country's flag. And, you know, everybody's sitting there going, oh, that's so cool. I mean, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity <laughs> to get to Newcastle and sit there and hear the Star Spangled Banner played in Bahrain for your country and bring it back home. So it's. It's an open invitation to everybody. Um, it's something that if I was competitively racing, wouldn't be wouldn't have been good enough to, to, to win or get a trip to go. But I, I would have made sure that, um, you know, I, I would have rubbed whatever nickels I had together back then to be at Newcastle to to have that opportunity to be able to represent it at the, the most legit race in the world. And, um, you know, hey, um, you know, Canada's been been beating us too many years. And, you know, Rob probably likes that, but uh, you know, we can't get beat by you know to, to get beat by a country you know a country that uh, has snow on the ground for six months of the year. That's unacceptable. 100%. <laughs> but hey, but BRP, you know, BRP does have you know headquarters in Canada. A, a little bit in Montreal, yeah. Maybe I need to do some yeah. back checking. Maybe <laughs> Canadian drivers have been getting something a little bit special all these years, right? Well, so, listen, I think oh, you heard it here. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> I think. I think the tagline there 
to cap this off, it's perfect for the U.S. Trophy final is it's an open invitation. There's an opportunity yep. for every driver in the country. You can rent a Rotax. You can go buy a Rotax. You can make the investment yourself, do some Rotax racing, or if you have to, you rent one and come and be part of this race. because It's going to be a big one this year. David's already said triple digits. I think it'll be the same way. Last year, we had, I think, 72 or 75, and it was a tremendous weekend. The racing was so good. Uh, it was a, an honor to be able to call alongside Henry Baudet. Hope, looking forward to doing that again this year. That's it, right, Justin? It's an open invitation. Yeah. Let's go. September. Let's do it. Hey, Let's listen, go. Justin, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Take care. Justin Stefani, folks, from Race Rotax. David, we've, uh, we, you know, you've been with me now for uh, close to 20 years, and Rotax has been, was a huge part of that early on. Uh, I like seeing the, the, the resurgence of it because I, I like the, the, the grassroots kind of focus to build that Grand Nationals kind of thing again where anybody can come from any club with a chance to go to the big show. I, I got to believe that if there was a shift and the road, this whole road tax program was it what it was when it started, you know, say it started in 1990, just think of all those names that could have been going to the Rotax grand finals in the nineties. Like yeah. Justin would have been probably, you know, again, all these guys that were going around in street races and doing yeah. all this and that, you know, they would have went to this one big race. Oh, and they the ticket. Yep. Because, you know, back then and even now to be able to represent your country at, you know, a European or world championship, it's a lot of money. I mean, you I mean, you got to lay down a lot of dough yep. to be able not only to go, but to be competitive as well to where, again, you could be a club racer, pay your dues, get your racecraft going, take that same package, go to the U.S. trophy final, be competitive and, and possibly earn a ticket to go compete against the entire globe. That and, and is again, exactly that. Oh, I, I keep telling people. That's why I love the Rotax Grand Finals. It's just and listen, the minute you walk into the paddock, it's a life experience. Oh, without because a doubt. There's there's nothing else like it. No, that's right, sure. Yeah, 100%. Well, folks, there you go. Uh, we'll touch back with Justin, of course, uh, midway through the season. Uh, we'll be covering the, the West Series, Trophy Series West, Trophy Series East. We'll be trackside as well at the U.S. Trophy Final at Newcastle once again this year. Really looking forward to that one for sure. Big thank you to Justin for joining us. Again, this was episode 65 of our face-to-face. -face. Uh, another one of our new EKN primetime shows. David and I, we're getting old to the point where it's almost bedtime, so these are really good for us, <laughs> especially when I'm up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, folks, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. This, of course, become a podcast. It'll be on EKN Radio Network. And as always, you can watch all of the shows that we have here on face-to-face, -face, all of our primetime all on demand on our YouTube channel. Make sure you click the subscribe button. We do appreciate that as well too, folks. More subscribers, the better. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Big thank you to Justin Stefani from Race Rotex. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.